Welcome to Yield Pirates, your guide to investing, economics, and finance with your guests, Henry and Fox. We'll dissect complex economic concepts, breaking them down into understandable, actionable information that can empower you to navigate the ever-changing financial landscape with confidence. Also providing you with insights, strategies, and the market analysis you need to make informed decisions. Before we dive into the fun, let's get one thing straight. We are not your financial advisors, and everything you hear on this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our, our first episode of our podcast. Uh, my name is Henry, and we have uh, Fox over here. Hello. What's up, guys? So um, we're very excited to kick off this podcast. Uh, we've been toying around with this idea for for a bit now. And um, so here's our first go. And we're going to start off with some introductions. So my, my name is Henry. I live in the uh, northwest suburbs of Chicago. Um, background, about uh, 10 years in the military as a special operations medic. Um, got out, left the medical field, and uh, got into finance. I was a management consultant for a bit in the uh, financial services sector. And then I decided to get into real estate. My parents were, were into real estate. Um, went to the University of Illinois Chicago, got an MBA, got a master in finance, the whole shebang with the GI Bill. And um, now I work in commercial real estate, um, doing the finance bit. I also work on the side, um, also doing residential sales too. So. A little bit about me, and uh, pass it over to Fox here. Yeah, I'm just gonna go by Fox for this podcast. I want to remain anonymous, just so everyone's clear. It's not my actual name. Um, I got a bachelor's, an undergrad degree in uh, biology. Got my doctorate degree in a health-related profession, which I will not name for anonymity and anonymousness sakes. Um, but regardless, I got into real estate as well. I have a real estate license, uh, and have been investing heavily over the years. Yeah, so um, so Fox, uh, tell me about some of the books you like to read. What, what, do you have a favorite book or anything like that? I sadly did not come prepared for our uh, first episode. Henry's the much more preferred one here. But uh, <laughs> I think, you know, I like, I like absorbing knowledge from books, from uh, podcasts, YouTube videos. But, you know, I've read the classic finance books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, you know, Richest Man in Babylon, read books like The Burr Method, by the bigger pockets teams, but besides that, I also like to read a lot of fantasy novels and just those kind of fiction books. How about you? Yeah, what are some books that have had an impact on you? I think uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad was one of my, you know, like like a lot of people, eye opening book that really changed my mindset on investing. Um, though I'm not sure the veracity of these stories, but it was um, that that really changed my mindset, got me into real estate as well. Seeing my parents do this whole real estate bit. Uh, I like a lot of like economics books. Uh, Thomas Sowell, um, Basic Economics, I think is like a great uh, foundational book for anyone to really get started. It doesn't have a bunch of um, graphs in it and like calculations, and um, it's just very simple, very down to earth, and really, really portrays like you know how how to uh, allocate you know scarce resources in the most uh, useful way or economics essentially. So nice. So we're, we're both into investing. Um, Cash flow, baby. cash flow, yes, Profit yes. Pirates, <laughs> so, so a little bit about why we did this. You know, everyone's all like, "Oh, the the big debate: growth versus income." You know, there's there's always all a million different ways to invest: real estate, uh, precious metals, um, 
you know, you, you go buy treasury Stock bills. markets, the, buying businesses, whatever. Exactly, exactly. So the reason, you know, we got into income, well, at least the, my, my reasons, I, I like seeing cash hit my accounts every month or every quarter. We like to get paid. We like to get paid. Um, and, and yes, maybe we want to stop some of that growth, but once you build like an engine of just cash coming in. It's a money printer, man. It's yeah. a print money, essentially. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what did you buy this week, Fox? Oh, man. Um, so I have a closing coming up in two weeks for a property by lockdown. Uh, so that's exciting coming up in two weeks. But otherwise, I've been buying some uh, stocks, SCHD, everyone's favorite ETF for uh, dividend income. Got some Jeffy, JeffQ, purchased Vici for the first time this week and Starbucks as well. Just kind of trying to diversify a little bit. Um, anything that gives me a yield. Okay. So, so it looks like you bought um, a REIT. So uh, Vici is more like a, an entertainment um, right. REIT. Las Vegas. Las Vegas, exactly. Which I also bought today too, after you told me about that. Because I was like, I've been meaning to buy some of that. Um, Jet B, Jet Q, uh, covered call ETFs. Uh, slightly different flavors. One, one does QQQ or the NASDAQ. Um, That's Jeff Q. Jeff Q. Yes. <laughs> Jeffy does the S and P five hundred. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, so um, so that uses derivatives or, or options to generate cash flow yeah, based on the premiums. Exactly. The trade off there is you might not. Well, Jeffy and Jeff Q are very new, so we can't speak to how they'll grow over time. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jeffy Jeff Q are two years old, three yeah, years old, wow, 2020, yeah. 2021, something like that. Um, you're trading off growth for higher yield. Um, at the time of this recording, I believe Jeppy and JEPQ are somewhere between 9 and 11% yield, Correct. approximately. Whereas like SCHD has a lower yield. It's a 3.4 or something like that. But you're banking on growth over time. And as the value of the underlying asset, the SCHD, appreciates with time, your yield increases. That's called yield on cost, which we can get into later for you guys. That's that's very good, Fox. I appreciate that. Um, so I bought some stuff too. Actually, very similar to you. What you buy, Henry? <laughs> I bought some um, some Vici, some SCHD, some uh, PLD or Prologis, which is a, a REIT of industrial real estate. And I'm a little bit torn on REITs. Oh, and I bought MPW, Medical Properties uh, Trust. He which, got me into that. Which is kind of... <laughs> I'm following. And so far, it's been doing okay since he told me to buy it. They so. have a lot of crazy... I didn't tell you to buy it. <laughs> don't try buying it. All right. Also, disclaimer. Yeah. We, we're not telling you to buy anything. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> we're just telling you what we bought. Okay. For entertainment For purposes. Purposes. Yes. Yes, of course. Um, but uh, MPW, I mean, the yield was very high. Um but it's also, I would say, a little bit on the riskier side. Um, they've had some management issues over the past year. Like, some guy bought a yacht with, like, company money. Um, they've also had some asset management issues. I think one of the big tenants uh, was going bankrupt at some point. Um, but I, it's a pretty high pretty high uh, yield. Um, and in, It's you know, double digits, isn't it, I think? I think it's, it was 16% not too long ago. Luckily, we have I, yeah, I the power of the Internet right here. Yes. Check this out. I just type in MPW. So they were a little bit on the rocks. Yeah. Eleven percent. Eleven percent yield. Um. So, but you never know. Some of these companies, you know, they turn themselves around. Uh, REITs have obviously real assets backing them, so in theory they shouldn't completely tank because um, they have all that stuff. They can still sell off. 
But with the capital markets and the interest rate going up, it's it's going to put some downward pressure on REITs and property values in the next year. Um, people were saying about a year ago that these rates would be back down right now, and they're not. And and uh, I reasonably, they're probably going to be going up more. Um, interest rates? Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, most recent, there was a hike, wasn't there? Just like this past I think so. Year? It was a quiet one. Qu- usually, quarter, quarter point, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Usually they make a pretty big deal of it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. This one they try I to like not just used it. to it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it could be just all priced in anyway, and the, the market just rockets 2%, uh-huh. 2% today or something yeah. ridiculous. Wow. Well, it's also undervalued. Um, what else have you bought this week? Okay. So you so, mentioned Vici, I think, SCHD, mm-hmm. MPW, Prologis, which is an industrial REIT. Okay. And SCHD, um, I bought some for my IRA as well, and for my uh, kids' kids accounts. Gotcha. Four hundred three. Uh, five to nine. Five to nine. Five to nine plans. So I got two five to nine plans for my my kids. Um, cool. So, uh, any so you listen to Bigger Pockets? Have you listened I, to any podcasts or audiobooks lately, or anything like that? You know or, what? Or? I have. I used to love Bigger Pockets. That's kind of what got me. You know, um, I'm kind of like an autodidact. I was never taught anything about mm-hmm. investing or real estate or cash flow or precious metals. Right. I think I kind of started, you know, learning by myself through all these various mediums. But I think hanging out with you and getting to know you over the years has really gotten me into it more as well. Okay. Um, but I used to be a big fan of Bigger Pockets, but since they changed hosts, Sorry, you're not trying to rip on him or anything. So, so the, Mindy Jensen, did she leave? Oh, no, yeah. bigger pocket. Sorry, the real estate podcast. Brandon oh. Turner used to be on, okay. um, and he he left about I don't know a year ago or oh, so. Really? And in my opinion, it just hasn't been the same. I guess. Interesting. Uh, and I feel like after you listen to like a hundred of those episodes or so, it kind of gets repetitive. You get the message after a certain point. But I mean, that's a great place to start for anyone. If you're just a beginner, I highly oh, highly recommend it. You know, bigger pockets. Whether it's their business podcast, just the bigger pockets money podcast. And I think they got a real estate podcast as well. Great place. But lately, I've been listening to more dividend investing specific podcasts. I love Gen X Dividend Investor on YouTube and on Spotify. Um, and I also really, really like uh, Dapper Dividends. Dapper Dividends. That sounds yeah. pretty good, right? Yeah, he's a pretty good guy too. So, okay. been listening to them. How about you? Uh, yeah. So, in terms of, um. Investing, so I, I like I like more broad macroeconomic stuff too. You know, because kind of getting the big picture funnels into the smaller decisions. Uh, macro voices um, with Eric Townsend, and it's more energy specific. And I, I think at the end of the day, as humans, I'm, I'm talking about big picture. You know, like it, it just all boils down to what moves humans, what moves you know everything, goods and transactions, what powers things, right? It's it's energy. Without energy, nothing happens. Oh, yeah. Nothing at all. Oh, yeah. and, and you talk about it like right now, like, you know, you're having your, your, your drink over there, you're consuming calories, consuming energy. All this is powered by energy. Where does that energy come from? How does the policy affect everything at, at the most disaggregate level? Right. And and this like really talks about, you know, the macroeconomic aspect of energy and how that works. And I think that's, you know, I think that might be a recurring theme as we go into the future, even at a social political level. Um, as we see what's happening, you know, unraveling around the world. Um, another podcast that I like is Millionaires Unveiled. And I don't know if you've heard that one. They, they I haven't heard of either of those, actually. Yeah, yeah. Millionaires Unveiled I like because it, it takes a bunch of everyday millionaires. Like, I think they took a garbage man not too long ago. And it's just like the average millionaire isn't some dude that's out there, 
you know, day trading uh, options on right. some risky you know, finance leverage. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just a normal person that contributes to their four hundred one k consistently. Consistency, that's yeah, it. Exactly. That's that's all it is. That's I mean, right. to become a millionaire is not that hard. It just takes time and discipline, and right. people don't want to put the time in. They don't have the discipline. Right. Um, I mean, that's just more like. I mean, everyone knows. We're in a society of speed right now. Everyone just yeah. wants everything right away, fast, yeah. instant gratification. Yeah. But it does take time. It takes discipline. You got to say no to certain things, kind of exactly. budget, cut down on spending, because the more you can save, the more you can put into investments, which accumulate and snowball into, right. like, like you said, yeah. eventually becoming a millionaire. Yeah, like, you don't have to put in $10,000 into the market every, every month. You, no. know? you can put in $500 into the market over 30 years every month which can half of that can be matched by your employer. It just goes into your 401k. And then after 30 years, hey, you're a millionaire um, in a tax advantage account. Um, another book that I recently got into, um, it's a book on, it's called Islamic Finance. So I was just, I, I took a week of PTO to get my life in order because I've just been working a bunch. And uh, I decided to just clear out my garage and get caught up in my reading. And it, and I'm like, okay, let me let me explore an aspect of finance that I just never thought I would, you know, go into, you know, like get forced into. So it's interesting because it's like a, a set of rules that, you know, is overlaid onto finance. And it's good. I don't know if you ever heard of like usury, like mm -hmm. you, you, charging an absurd like interest rate or something like that. Yes. Or in, in Islam, it's any interest, any okay. interest. And it just, it goes even further. So it's called a riba. So it's considered unfair, exploitative, you know, and it just like traps people, which it which it does. I mean, you get a credit card and you're paying twenty percent interest, and then all of a sudden you, you just don't understand. But you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people are ignorant. You know, just that's just the way it is. Um, and they want to kind of incentivize the increase of wealth through trade, not just like lending it, lending out money or like making money from money. Like they they just think that's kind of like not. That's just not the way economy should progress. It's exploitative. Um, right. But it gets even further. So like you know like money through lending. I, I gave you I gave you hundred bucks and I want ten percent interest rate on that. Like okay yeah that's pretty pretty basic. But um but there's also transactions. So let's say I have like a bushel of corn and I come to you and I somehow get three three bushels of corn worth of product of apples or something like an arbitrage. So you, you're not even supposed to arbitrage because that is in a way taking advantage of your you know, ignorance at the end of the day, or lack of information thereof, and um, and making making money, which in theory, I guess it's a good thing, right? But at the end of the day, all this investing stuff, there's a winner and there's a loser, right? You're trading off information that you have, and then they're trading off theirs, and if yours is better, you're going to win, right? You're going to sell, you're going to buy. But Henry, before, sorry, hold your thought for one sure, second. Sure. With that bushel of corn, how much did the government take before it got to you? Before <laughs> taxes. <laughs> That's a good point right there. That's a good point. <laughs> we'll get to that for this podcast. <laughs> so another interesting thing is there's they don't like spreads, like bid ask spreads. Um, if I buy a gold coin from you, you can't charge me a premium. It has to be spot. Everything has to be spot at that time, which was interesting gotcha. too. Um, so I can't artificially cause a premium by holding something over time. So I can't take something from you and withhold selling it to you when my intent is to sell it, but I know I'm going to make more money if I hold it for a week. Is that part of like their legal system? Is that a law or is that just so, in, yes. in practice? They're trying to practice that more so. So all this goes into law. So okay. all this is, you know, the Quran is a complete, you know, 
social political system of, of law. Um, and so this is kind of a part of it. It also, uh, transactions become, you know, enveloped in this, which, you know, like the intent is good. It, it's, it's really good. I think, you know, that, you know, you go in and you don't take advantage of the other person. The intent, you know, is good, but it doesn't allow for expansive, you know, growth in finance. Um, even no, no speculation. You're not supposed to take risk. Um, just be more conservative. It sounds like it. Yes. Fair, almost. Fair, equitable, as they say, which you know that's kind of a word that people just throw around nowadays. <laughs> but no, no short selling, right? Gotcha. No derivatives. Uh, no day trading. No leverage. You know derivatives. Uh, no gambling, of course. That's that's pretty well known. But I found that pretty interesting. But they get they go around these things in certain ways. Like instead of calling it interest, they have bank accounts that have profit sharing. You know, so the bank pays you part of the profit, which in a way is kind of like artificial interest, but kind of like a go around. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That's cool, man. You know, so nice. Where'd you Where'd you hear about that book? Um, I was just browsing through. I got a Kindle lately, um, which has really got my reading. It, it has in, increased my reading by quite a bit, and uh, I was just browsing through finance books, and I'm like. I'm like, it's not like finance. I'm like, maybe I'll find some novel concept in finance. Uh, so I clicked on that. Nice. And uh, and, and I learned a few things about oh, man. about that culture. That's nice, man. <laughs> All right. So I guess uh, on our little checklist here, what we wanted to talk about today. Um, anything else we want to bring up? Um. So so I guess what what do we expect to get from this podcast? Like, kind of like what what is our vision? You know, what, what do you think, uh, Fox? Hmm. What do we want to get out of this podcast, man? I want to come over here, hang out with you uh, in the bunker that we have uh, built here. In my in mom's a, basement. In an undisclosed yeah. location in yeah. Henry's mom's basement. Yeah, in the Western have, uh, have a drink, just talk about, you know, finances, cash flow, brainstorm, try to, you know, bounce ideas off each other and share with anyone who's listening, you know? Create a little community here, yeah, of like-minded people who can maybe join us. Absolutely, a little quest here, a little quest, yeah, of yeah. Financial independence. Hope so. So so that's the goal, right? At the end of the day, to replace your income, your, your nine to five stuff with just. I mean, for us, cash flow, right? Other other people, they may they may want growth, and then you know, once you have like four oh, or five yeah. million in stock, you can just incrementally sell it in the most tax efficient sure. manner. And just create that cash flow anyway. Yeah, that's a different uh, the whole four percent rule. Yeah, we're talking yeah. About. Well, I think that they they're saying five percent now or something. Just adjusted for cost of living or whatever. <laughs> just <Adjusted> for <briefly. laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, just honestly, just it's a good way for us to stay motivated too, because right. it is a grind yeah. getting to financial independence. Yeah. To like you know, being having for me, it's all about time freedom. Right. You know that income that replaces the nine to five grind. That's awesome because then you have more time for family, for friends, for doing the things you enjoy, or just using that money for good, however you deem it to be. You know, absolutely. So absolutely, and it also incentivizes us to just invest because now we have to put our money where our mouth is. Exactly. Like you said, a podcast and not invest. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I'm I'm trying to commit. I'm trying to commit a decent amount. You know, are are we disclosing? Are we just doing? 
Okay. I mean, I'm already going anonymous. Okay. With my, okay. my name. So I'm just going <laughs> to. I mean, and if you believe anything that you hear from a guy named Fox on a <laughs> podcast from Emmy's <laughs> mom's basement, <laughs> he's, he's going to drop 40 grand a month into, into dividend funds. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, this, this, this makes me like, I was already kind of buying, you know, I was trying to buy something every week, um, you know, a couple hundred bucks here and there, but I think that I should go heavy, but it, it's kind of a scary time right now because the market's just insane. Like no one knows what's going to happen. Well, you never know, but that's why you, you want know. that's why you stay in the market over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. So like even, even the whole idea of dollar cost averaging, right? Like yeah. even if you make a bad move now, but you keep investing right. throughout. Yeah. You yeah. will still experience growth over time. I think the whole uh, key to it is thinking more generationally rather than being like, okay, time to scalp a quick, you know, eight hundred bucks this week on some crazy right. meme yeah. stock or, or, or coin yeah. or something. I mean, I think I've messed around with like, uh, you know, making some money fast before with crypto swing trading. So yeah, All right, cool. Are we calling it? I think so. Um, That's a wrap. And I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode, and we are excited to bring you more value down the road. See you next week. See you in two weeks. <laughs>